welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 284, recorded live on Sunday, December 2nd, 2012. And here are your hosts, the man who's having cereal and OJ for breakfast, Dave Pillay. Hey. And the man who's having coffee, Andy Lowe. Hi. Coffee. For breakfast. Yes. I know it's not the best idea. No, not usually. Like coffee for breakfast. It's not really nutritional there, Andy. No. But when I was working at the post office, you have to get there, you know, 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. Sometimes 7 in the morning. Okay. That's generally when I go to work. I'm not really much of a morning person, but you know that because you're not really much of a morning person either. Right. So before you go to work, what do you normally have? Nothing. But I have cereal at work. So ridiculous that you have cereal at work. Well, like I brought the cereal, Andy. Oh, okay. They don't provide that. They do provide the milk. There's milk in the break room. But yeah, just bring in a bowl. Like I bring in a box of cereal and I have a bowl at my office. You see, I don't have that luxury at the post office. No, you don't. So you could do what I used to do. Smoothies. Kate actually does do smoothies every morning. Smoothies every morning. So nice. So easy. You set it up the night before. And in fact, I'll, I'll be honest, you do it with the soy milk, you can't tell the difference. Except for the cost. Except for the cost. Soy milk is slightly more expensive. Significantly healthier and easier on your gut, though. What? It is. Milk is hard for you to digest. Hmm. I didn't think about that. Okay, Dave, I want you to think of my... I, what, I want to get your opinion on my coffee idea. So I make the coffee, but normally it's too hot to drink right away. Okay. So what I do is I use less water so it's more concentrated, and then I throw in two ice cubes Okay. to water it down, but also cool it down. So it's okay. actually drinkable. So, no... <laughs> The idea that using less water is going to make it more concentrated is wrong. Using less water is just going to get you less coffee. You see, now that you bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what you could do is use less water. And use cubes of a frozen liquid. But you don't want to use frozen water. You don't want to use just ice. Make yourself a large pot at the beginning of the week and freeze the coffee. Now you see the downfall is I don't have a large coffee maker. I just have my personal coffee maker. What happened to the French press you've got? The one that I gave back to you? Son of a bitch. Well, see, there's your own problem. (laughs) I could buy you another one for Christmas. (laughs) You already gave me a Christmas present. I did, on Steam. Yes. That was actually going to be our original um, intro, but then I thought there was enough jokes about me giving crabs to everybody. Which was pretty funny. So, Andy's talking about the fact that we played Civilization Five the other day until 2 in the friggin' morning. It wasn't 2 in the morning for you. No, it wasn't. Thank God. What the hell? I just wanted to finish the game so I could frickin' win. Yeah, you're you're pretty close, but as, so Andy's playing France and is going for a culture victory, which was helped out greatly by the religions. Yeah, I'm playing Babylon. I'm kind of going for a science victory at this point, which we're all trying to steal technology from Dave, but it's not working because he's got a spy just sitting in his capital city, which is the only city you guys know of. Yeah, 
Yeah. Dave's on an island. I can't believe that. There's, what, five people in that game, two <laughs> computer characters, and, what, everybody but you was on one island? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Carthage, whoever the other guy was, is is on his own continent as well. Oh, okay. So two so, players got their own continents, and then everyone else was on this one long, contiguous string. But yeah, I, I had set up my religion to help out with culture. And then I set up my uh, expanded religion perks to help with culture as well. So mm-hmm. I'm You've getting, got, I, what, like three trees done of the five? Uh, two, of, two and a half. Two and a half out of five. But the third one I'm going for is the social policy tree. So I'll finish three and then get halfway to four once I finish three. And I'm getting, I think, 175 culture a turn. Damn! That's, that's what happens. You guys leave me alone, and I'm like, oh, look, I'm set up for culture. Oh, look, nobody's building great wonders. I mean, I'll do that. I, it's, I built some of the wonders. I got you my did. big boost when I got the great library, because I timed that really well. Oh, where you finished one, and then you had a big, huge one open? Well, so, yeah, that I, I had just finished a tech, which expanded open, like, a, a. this was at the time when techs were, like, five turns each, and then the next one was, like, ten or fifteen turns, and so I got that. And I got the oracle from that tech, and so I built that, and I got a great person. So, yeah, you'd use that to just punch a big hole in the technology tree. Yeah, I'm getting something like 300 science a turn. So yeah, that's, that's that's what we need to finish this game so we can see which one would win, your science or my culture. Yep. Well, if you had been on yesterday, we would have played a little bit, but you had to work. Yep. Too bad. I'm sorry, but now this is the time of year that post office is running rampant. Yeah, you guys are a little busy over there, huh? Yeah, we're actually starting to call people in on Sundays. Wait, but the post office isn't open on Sundays. But some of the express mail... Doesn't deliver on Sunday. When did they start delivering on Sunday? No, no, no. We're calling them in for the, the express mail and the uh, packages. Because we're getting so many packages in express mail that we have to have people in on Sundays to help move everything. Like move it into the trucks? Well... Because you don't deliver on Sundays. I know, but we get it, get it organized to the 11 rural routes and 4 city routes for just plain well. Mm. Each route has at least of like 30, 35 packages on top of the standard amount of mail that comes. Yeah, I feel kind of bad for whoever my post, post office worker is because all the stuff I've been ordering from Woot and Amazon started coming in. Like eight boxes of stuff. Hold on, I have to sneeze. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. Could have just muted the microphone. I thought I did mute the mic. I thought that you, does you that. Did mute, no, you did mute the mic, but you didn't. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> So, Civ Five, yeah. It's science interesting now culture. having spies in religion again. See, the thing is, your science is keeping up with mine, though. I'm only a couple behind you. Yeah, that's what concerns me. <laughs> Although I suppose my culture isn't that far behind yours either. Probably not. And I'm growing fast. What was really annoying was the fact that, was it you and me who built a great wonder the same turn? No, nope, you and Brendan. Brendan. You and that Brendan. was really annoying. I spend ten turns building a great wonder... It happens all the time in those multiplayer games, Andy. Oh, so annoying. But then you just get a bunch of gold, and you're like, okay, let's build this, this, and like, this. Well, yeah, I'll buy three different things. So, yeah. I'll have to try it out again, but I've got to finish Assassin's Creed first, and I got Sniper Elite that I want to try playing. Mm-hmm. 
and I got Kate Sims 3, and she doesn't like it, so now I want to try it and see if I enjoy it or not. Uh, I don't think you will. Probably not. But and hey, then, it was only 10 bucks, so... Yep. And then, and then, and then, um, Civ 5. Yes. Yay, more Civ 5. Lots more Civ 5. You know what we should do? It's just like once a month. We should schedule a, a game of Civ 5? Yes. And like do play Civ 5. Well, granted, my computer wouldn't be able to handle that, so I'd need a new computer. We're going to say like record the episode and play Civ 5 at the same time. Andy, I think that would be a terrible idea. <laughs> Probably. as you Because most of our Civ 5, it's quiet for it, a while. It's dead silent. That's why I say we get the Civ 5 going, but then also have the podcast topics. No. No? No. <laughs> Didn't Johnny try that at one point with, like, DEF CON or something? Yeah, yeah, I think so. No, just no. No, no, no. I agree that we should, like, schedule a game of Civ 5 so that we can go and finish that game. What do you th- also... Oh, speaking of scheduling, did you give an okay for the book club? Yes. Nice. I'm I'm doing the book club. I'm interested. I'm I'll interested read romance too. novels. <laughs> For those of you who are unfamiliar with this, uh, at Second Thanksgiving, we, we started talking about books and new books and romance books came up. And uh, the girls kind of on their own decided to basically start a book club. And the guy said, well, why can't we join? This is not exactly what happened, but the general idea. And And so we are... Potentially creating one, maybe two book clubs that would read the same book. So that's what that is. Gotcha. Yes, I am interested. Not that I have a whole lot of time to sit and read books, but I am interested. So let's see, anything else that we should talk about before we get to topics? Oh, uh, got some emails about previous episodes. Okay. Let's see, episode, I think the oldest one we have here is episode um, 280. Well, no, there's one for 279 that Kate just sent out an email with big capital letters saying Stack of Doom. Yes. My guess is we were talking about Civ 4. Yes. I tend to, yeah. Yep. So we have that one uh, with some comments. Let's see, 280. Uh, um, comments we want to talk about, but there were comments. Uh, let's see. Yes, my schedule gets out of whack if I am by myself. Seeing I'm not the only one mm-hmm. who knows that, but Kate's been with me the longest, so she definitely knows that. Yep. See, I dance at anything at a wedding, and my movie made no sense. That's why nobody could write a description about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, uh, the Wii U. Actually, we. You know, let's let's lead into the topics with this one with the Wii U. Well, I was just going to point out the fact that um, you were wrong on two accounts with the last episode. Oh well, okay. Let's let's get out. The Dave was wrong. Um, there was a Sonic arcade console. Yes. And there was a Super Mario Brothers console or uh, arcade console. Okay, so I was wrong. Uh, yeah, really. Though I mean, hey, you said there was no Bowser in an arcade, yep. but <laughs> I've yep. got people saying. There was. There was Bowser in an arcade game. I'd believe it. I would indeed believe it. So, yeah, that was... Okay. The Wii U. Okay. Came out. Yes. Has anyone noticed, besides the, like, 400,000 people who bought one? Not really. Like, I, I see the Wii U commercials. So, I know, like, deep down, this is supposed to be a next-generation console, but it... It feels like it's just a minor upgrade to the Wii. Like, it's not being marketed as a brand new console. I, it doesn't feel, it's just like... It's like, now with the screen on the remote. Okay. Really? Okay. 
it just seems like an incremental increase. Nothing like we're, we're wondering about with the Durango and um, PS4. PS4. I was trying to think if there was a code name for it. None that we know of. Okay. I'm sure there is a code name. We don't know. But, I mean, there there was there's nothing about the Wii U that really makes me want to go out and get one. I I don't want to get one. I got a Wii, and we all know how long that lasted. Yep. I'm... I don't know where my Wii is. I thought I had left it at Brian and Beth's, and it doesn't look like it's there. You don't? You lost a console? I lost a console. (laughs) Are you sure you don't have my Wii? Yes, I'm sure I don't have your Wii. I know exactly where all of my consoles are at. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Parents House, PS2, Parents House, Sega Dreamcast, Moe's got it, along with... Four games and all the controllers, and I've got the Xbox 360 here, and the Game Boy is here. But that's just technically Tetris and nothing else. Right, which you can just put on your phone. Hey, I've got it on my phone. Good. I'm trying out Pokemon. Slowly. Pokemon? Pokemon? I'm trying out Pokemon Red. I'm playing Pokemon Red. Very slowly. Which emulator are you using? The one you told me to use. Okay. Is yours not in color? No, Pokemon Red? It's not. Okay. Here's because it's a regular Game Boy emulator. It's not going to be in color. If you want a Game Boy Color emulator, go get a Game Boy Color emulator. No, that's the one you gave me. It was the John GBC emulator. Oh, okay. Well, maybe there's a color thing in there. Um, there, there's a huge helpful thing for Pokemon Red, and in fact, many, many Game Boy games on that emulator. Yeah. Times two speed. That might go, actually be a little bit helpful. If you go to the, it makes that game so much better. <laughs> so slow, and nothing is like you know spur of the moment instant reaction. It's just you're walking and you're fighting, and just turn on times two speed, and turn off the sound because the music gets a little odd at times two speed. Oh, I don't. I never play any game with music on. I'm sorry, but most games, music sucks. I beg to differ. Oh, okay, yes, there's the Final Fantasy games and all oh. things from Video Games Live. Yes, some of those, some, and some. Tons of stuff on OC Remix, Dwelling of That's Duels. That's OC Remix, not originals. Castlevania, Ninja Gaiden, Metroid. Okay, so Kirby. you're saying that you want to listen to 8-bit... Just, Andy, I, I, I understand there is music Andy, in games. Andy, there is stop, I went stop. to go see video games live stop. with you. Andy, what are you doing? Stop. Go to Keygen Jukebox. I think it's .com. Sorry, .net. Ah, uh, no, .com. Hey, look at that. I was right the first time. Yes. What the hell is this? 8-bit, 16-bit music is awesome. What is this? Do you not remember when you would get a Keygen for a, a piece of software? Maybe. And there was this really awesome music that would play as it was unpacking and installing. Yes. This is a list of all that music. Ah. And if you recall, it was all chip tunes. I'm going to get Johnny on here. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get we Johnny to get, on here to talk to you. We need to get about, somebody on here. <laughs> talk to you about chip tune music and how awesome 8-bit and 16-bit music is. Oh, I don't doubt it. I'm the one who picked Johnny as our closing theme. Mm-hmm. Then how can you say that video game music, which is basically the same stuff i'm saying a majority of video game music is not good i don't know about a majority but i mean certainly there are some that are just bad yes there are certain songs that are great 
certain games that are great. Yes. Like their entire soundtrack. Yes. I, I'm not arguing that point with you. I'm just saying it's not 100%. Oh, no. No. Okay. I, I can grant you that. Okay. Glad we got that point settled. <laughs> now, where, were you, where were you going with this Wii U thing? Uh, just that Nintendo's kind of fucking up left and right. What do you think about the Wii Mini? Also, <laughs> Nintendo fucking... I mean, it's the PS3 Slim. It's it's the Xbox... No, the Xbox doesn't have a Slim. Um, I don't know why they're doing it. The Wii is small enough. And it's not even just the same Wii in a smaller package. It really is like a neutered Wii. It is, because it has no internet capacity and no backwards compatibility with the GameCube. Right. So it's not just smaller because, hey, the tech is better. It's smaller because they literally left parts out. It's also only in Canada. Test market? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Are you allowed to do a whole country as a test market? Canada is their test market? (laughs) I don't know, but it's also $100. Okay. The Wii is how much now? Two something something uh 129.99 at best buy mhm 130 at kmart 150 mm-hmm. at toys r us mhm yeah that $30 price difference right <laughs> $30 price difference and like 5 cubic inches yeah i i i don't think that these are good decisions being made by nintendo Although someone, I don't remember who, brought up the point that the Wii U is probably not actually their next-gen console. Really? Yeah, and that if you if you take, the Wii is supposed to be, what, like the seventh-generation console? So the Wii U is really seven and a half, and Nintendo is working on something else that they will put out once Microsoft and Sony announce. They're just sitting on there waiting. They're like, mm-hmm. Well, you well guys not are waiting. I mean, they're probably still developing and creating. Oh, yeah. But but this is just kind of the, the holdover. You know, if this were from Google, I'd say that this was done in someone's 80-20 time. I don't know. It just seems... Well, it, it almost seems like an afterthought because there wasn't really an announcement for it. It was like, hey, we're coming out in Canada with this. It's like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cool? <laughs> It's like they, they not only was the Wii U kind of just snuck in there, but this was like... Out of the blue. Yeah. Yep. It, uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, Nintendo's going to do what Nintendo's going to do. They'll probably make money on it. Granted, my current gaming habits, I would probably haven't used Xbox Live for anything. I'm almost done with Assassin's Creed, which means I can start doing the multiplayer. Yay. 20... No, I think it's almost 36 hours of game time, and I'm only uh, three quarters of the way through. This is what happens when you do everything, and it sucks. Because hmm. I'm at the point in the game where like, I'm doing the side quest missions for the Thieves Guild, and I have to wait for a, cor- a courier to spawn. Before you can go and get them? Yeah. It sucks. Well, Every especially because you, you have a time limit on your 360. Mm-hmm. So stop doing the side quests. But, but, I'm slightly OCD with video games. Andy, you have a time limit. Stop doing the side quests, go finish the game, and then you can go back and do the side quests. The game was designed to let you go back. I suppose. Literally designed so that you could go back in time (laughs) and finish other quests. True. In the meantime, with the time you save by not waiting for people... You could be doing things like playing Civ Five and finishing that game with us. Yeah, that 
it, that's the problem with Civ Five. It takes time to just get you know everybody together and get the game installed. It's not my fault. Really, forty-five minutes we sat there. That wasn't to install the game. What was it? It was that it wouldn't connect. We mean you do? Did you think I had not installed the game? I don't know. No, you probably had. Yeah, and the expansion. Yeah. Yes. Of course, I had all of that installed. It was ready to go. It launched. By the way, kind of fun thing to do. You don't need to be invited to join a private game. You just have to be on the person's friend list. <laughs> Right-click their name and click Join Game, and you take over one of the the uh, the computers. Did that yesterday. It was a three v four v four team game. It was three humans versus eight computers on two teams. That dropped me in on one of the computers. <laughs> That was interesting. What did everybody say to you when you joined the game? Well, I I talked to them on Vent first. I said, by the way, your game might hiccup in about 10 seconds because I'm joining. They said, you might not want to do that, but okay. Computer players are dumb. Yes. Like, oh, God. Except on the super high levels, but nobody plays them on the super high levels. No, but like exchanging embassies without getting the embassy back. (laughs) So the... The other human players know where my shit is because one of my teammates exchanged, gave them the embassy, or rather let them have an embassy, and didn't reciprocate. Huh. Like, you fuckers. That just seems weird. Yes. You know what also seems weird? What else seems weird? Many things seem weird. Water on Mercury seems weird. Yeah, that's what I was going to go for. (laughs) Mercury! Second hottest planet in the, the, the whole solar system. Closest yeah, it, to the sun. Isn't uh, Venus the hottest? Yes. Yeah, okay. Thank you, carbon dioxide. I remembered something from my astronomy courses. Well, turns out, since Mercury is also on a tilted axis, and it's still so close to the sun, there's a part of Mercury that doesn't really get sunlight. And NASA believes that they have found evidence of ice in that spot. Lots of it. Hmm. Like incredible amounts of ice. Which is so odd. But it makes sense. Yep. Like the rest of the planet's really fucking hot. But there's no atmosphere. If you're not in direct sunlight, it's really cold. Yeah, what's the temperature range? 50 Kelvin to 700 Kelvin? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a lot of... Yeah, well, temperature. 50 Kelvin is really, really cold. Yeah. So water on Mercury. Who'd have guessed? How come we haven't sent a rover to Mercury? Well, granted, how farther away is Mercury to Mo- than Mars? I'm not sure, but Andy, so what's the melting point of steel, Andy? <laughs> I don't know. Is it below 800 degrees Fahrenheit? Pretty sure it's below the 700 Kelvin. Melting point of steel. Engineering oh, toolbox. <laughs> melting points of different materials. Oh, this melting is Melting point, 1,538 centigrade. Okay, so maybe it wouldn't just melt. <laughs> but cadmium would melt, because that's only 610. Copper? Copper's 1,983. No, that wouldn't melt. Fahrenheit, though. Right. It's only 1,000 Celsius. I'm just looking at anything that's lower than 800 degrees Fahrenheit. Bismuth, cadmium, lead... Phosphorus, potassium, mercury, selenium, sodium, tin. It's a lot of things that will melt. Zinc. So yeah, you'd have to definitely robustly build 
yeah. a rover to get to Mercury. Yeah. And then you'd also have to deal with the freezing temperatures as well. Right. 800 degrees Fahrenheit is 700 Kelvin. So, yeah, that that's pretty yeah. hot. What about silicon and selenium? Let me look. See if it's on the list. This is a list of uh, selenium 423, so that will melt. Silicon, I don't have... 1400 oh. centigrade. Yeah. Okay. So silicon would not melt. No, but you, your your chips may burn out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should get the guys at MIT on it. Okay. You mean when they're not working on small transforming robotic proteins? <laughs> and the guys at MIT, you never... Ex- they I do mean, a lot a of stuff. I mean, research school, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do a lot of stuff. That's the point of that school. Well, no, like they were doing stuff for years. Yeah. I mean, it was like the the feeder for Bell Labs, wasn't it? I think so. Craziness. So what do these robot protein things do? So they aren't actually proteins. Let's let's clarify that. Okay. They are just robots. But they took the idea of a protein, which is, you know, this foldable, reconfigurable molecule, and they're applying that to robotics. And they're creating these tiny robots, not, not like nanoscale, but tiny robots that can reconfigure themselves and can communicate with the ones near them. And so they can interact differently and they can kind of help each other configure and theoretically could configure to be whatever you need them to be to accomplish any task. This reminds me of the replicators. No. From Stargate. Oh, from Stargate. I have no idea. Oh, look, one of the comments shows a replicator from Stargate. Andy, you can't talk about one of your own comments. It's not. Really? You think my name is Thalapus P. Wildebeest? No. No, no, it's not. But yeah, kind of interesting, kind of cool, kind of creepy. Like, what's it doing sitting there on the scissors? I don't know. I'm, I'm a little terrified about this. Are they going to start cutting people up? I highly doubt it since, you know, they're microscopic in size and therefore probably not able to lift they're, the scissors. They're not microscopic in size. Andy, look at them. <laughs> okay, so... The, I, that is not microscopic. <laughs> I'm just saying in a relative size. They're tiny. Plus, look at the uh, circuit board that it's connected to. Yes, but that's only the prototype. That's how these things always start. Did you think the first Terminator was a walking machine? No, I unfortunately saw the Skynet, not the Terminator Salvation. Or was it Terminator? Three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. It was three. And then there was Salvation. Oh, Terminator movies. Oh, Skynet. Why couldn't they have just left it alone with Terminator 2? Because Terminator 3 wasn't bad. Yes, but the ending of Terminator 2 was so good. They should have just left it alone there. What was the ending of Terminator 2? Going down the road and she talks about how they don't know what the future will hold. Oh, yeah. Well, they didn't. I know, but then they actually explained the future and then you're like, oh, great. Meh. Granted, the whole time traveling of Terminator 3 was actually a good storytelling because they're like, why did these two get together? Who knows? Oh, look. It's because that's the way the future goes. Yep. You are the kind of person who, in like 1980, would have said, no, George Lucas should have stopped at the first Star Wars. What? I, I think that's the case. I think if we, if we had been there, Star Wars was coming out, 1977, then a couple years later, they announced, hey, there's going to be others. You would have been like, nope, nope, shouldn't do it. It'll only be this first one. Episode four is it. 
He had set it up to be a serial. Yeah. Like Buck Rogers. Okay. And you, you would have probably that alone. said, you can't sure do a you one-off can. for that. Sure you can. It's more artistic, in fact, to just do the one-off. It leaves it open to the imagination, Andy. What happens afterwards? The rebels just blew up the Death Star. Okay. I own a couple one-off comics. I don't like them. Like, I liked the interesting premise, especially Hitmonkey. That was a brilliant idea. Hitmonkey? Hitmonkey, yes. It's a monkey who learns to become an assassin, and he actually turns out to be a contract assassin for assassins. Like, if your assassin goes rogue, you send Hitmonkey after them. Did I, just... I have nothing on that. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> there's nothing to be said. He actually... Um, Showed up in some Spider-Man comics. But yeah, well, then it's not really a one-off, is it? Well, it originally was a one-off, and then people enjoyed him so much they actually did a, a three-part, and his main opponent is actually Deadpool, so... All well, that stuff with Deadpool, they gotta, sense, <laughs> they gotta show up with Hitmonkey again. Isn't there a Deadpool movie coming out? Yes, and if Hitmonkey shows up, I would love it. Who is Who is Deadpool? Who's Deadpool? No, who's playing Deadpool? Oh, okay. I was going to say, who's Deadpool? Oh, God. I don't know. Credit. I don't know where your comic now Give me some lies. credit here. <laughs> Believe me, do we, do we need to go back and listen to our conversation about Watchmen? That, that I, I actually had never seen or watched or read. Um, but Deadpool, he, he's that guy from X-Men Origins, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, with Ryan Reynolds in the Wolverine movie. Yeah. Yeah, supposedly he's coming back for the uh, next movie. Uh, my my troll was unsuccessful, I guess, because while that character was named Deadpool, it really bore no relation or resemblance to the actual character of Deadpool. It's, uh... He is not a Weapon X mutation. I know. He is not mute, in fact. He is quite the opposite of mute. <laughs> He was not engineered to kill Wolverine. <laughs> no. On a side note, the uh, creator of um, Hitmonkey, yeah. Daniel Way, is from Michigan. Uh, okay. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, sure. You consider it thrown out there. I, I got nothing on, on Hitmonkey. It, that's, wow. Okay. Yeah. Impressive. But it, it's the comics are made to be a serial format, and when you try and break that, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Okay. Sorry, my laptop just fell off of its stand. Well done. Of Coke caps and um, fans. Coke caps and fans. It's the only way I can get enough air circulation to make the thing so it doesn't shut down when I'm using it. Yeah, go HP on that one. Mm-hmm. So what else we got? Uh, let's see. Before we get back into another discussion of Hitmonkey. <laughs> Reply Alcalypse. I hate that name. So I hate does, that it, name. That is the worst. Why is everything a calypse? I don't know. Why? One, like, <laughs> kind of was, though. People are, are really diluting what an apocalypse is. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call... An email that gets sent out to 40,000 students and then accidentally gives everybody the ability to reply all. An error. Why? What do you call it, Andy? I call it a cluster. <laughs> Clusterfuck? Yes. Yeah, it's not an apocalypse. 
it's it's stupid. It's idiotic. It shouldn't happen. It's not an apocalypse. I just love how like some people took it seriously. Like, oh, sorry. Other people tried to make jokes. Other people used it as a soapbox. Somebody used it to send a picture of Nicolas Cage to everybody. I yeah, mean, I, someone got fired from the IT department. Hopefully. But, well, not hopefully. It's never good when people lose their jobs. The guy at who... Simple errors. Let's see, David Volselang took responsibility, saying that he used the wrong list server for the email message. Yep. You shouldn't get fired for using the wrong list server. You should get fired for making it an option? No, you... <laughs> No, because there are times when you would legitimately use that server. True. However, certain students should probably be disciplined or expelled. Especially the ones who are using it to try and just make jokes like, can I borrow a pencil? Mm -hmm. Or here's a picture of Nicolas Cage. Yep. Yep. Especially the Nick Cage. That, that should be expulsion and never allowed back into an institution of higher learning. Oh, come on. He learned it on the internet. Never again allowed to attend university. Stuck flipping burgers their whole life. Not to say that you you need a university degree to not be flicking flipping burgers, but that when person you start trolling people that way. It's no that that person should be punished. Yeah, I mentioned I'm not a fan of Nicolas Cage. No, uh, but I get it. I'm not a fan of Nicolas Cage. He plays crazy really well, though. No, he doesn't. He, he doesn't play crazy well. well. No, he really doesn't play crazy well. He doesn't play anything well. He plays himself, and he does it very poorly. He's crazy. That's why he does crazy so well. No, but he doesn't, Andy. <laughs> there are other actors who play crazy significantly better. Uh, like Steve Buscemi? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp plays Johnny Depp. Yes, and Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage, except Johnny Depp does it well, and Nicolas Cage doesn't. Should get Nicolas Cage and Johnny Depp in a room and do a crazy off. No. Should get Johnny Depp and Nicolas Cage in a room and have them fight to the death. But then you know Tim Burton and uh, Helen Carter would come to Johnny Depp's aid just because they're like the three amigos. I'll take it. So Bloomberg is estimating 2013 for the new Xbox. Bloomberg agrees with Dave. Awesome. So what I'm hearing is we really should go to the next E3. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to see the next Xbox? I I'm not going to E3. Not able to take the time off? Well, I mean, getting access to E3. Do we count as a, a legitimate press site? Uh I don't see why not. I know we do for Penny Arcade. We probably could make it look good. Okay. Could probably make ourselves look legitimate. I could probably get this. I don't know. I went to E3 eight years ago. And you don't want to spoil the memory? It was fun then. I don't know what it would be now. And it was... Like I said, also, you don't want to spoil the memory. It's in L.A. It's always been in L.A. I know. <laughs> it's in L.A. <laughs> We'll probably just crash at Kyle's. Could crash That's at Kyle's. Could crash at Dave Pelletier's. It's true. We have a lot of people in L.A. Have, we could crash friends, at. Yeah, I have friends in L.A., but it's L.A. So? I don't want to go to L.A. So? So I'm not going to go so to L.A. What's so bad about L.A.? It just it wasn't a nice city. I, I didn't enjoy L.A. I think other than everything being more expensive, it's not that bad. 
traffic was a little chaotic. And wait, why are you talking about going to E3? You better be putting money towards going to PAX if you're thinking about going to E3. I need to get a freaking job first. You'd have a freaking job. An official job. Okay, well, that's different. Believe me, that's my rule. I said not going anywhere until then. Then stop talking about going to E3 because I'm not going without you. (laughs) Screw that. I'm working on it. You know I'm working on it. I know you're working on it. So Intel's working on a new chip. Are they? Yeah. Heard heard about it called Broadwell. Broadwell. I have not heard of that. It's not going to be in an LGA package. What does that mean? It means it's not going to be replaceable from the motherboard. It's just built into the motherboard. Yes. That's less cool. Why? That's their new format. So when I buy a motherboard, I will buy it with the processor already on it. Yes. And if I want to update the processor, I have to update the entire motherboard. Yes. I'm trying to see exactly what the format is called, but yeah, it's not your standard zero pressure. You know, right now I have an i5. Yes. And I could choose to go and purchase a Core i7 processor. Yes. And it would fit. Let's see. What the heck does BGA stand for? In fact, I'd have to do that for Star Citizen. Ball Grid Array. That's what it's called. I mean, it's 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 a step in the wrong direction, but I'm not too worried about it yet. Really? Intel is saying, hey, your desktop PC... How many times have you upgraded the processor and not upgraded the motherboard? Two or three times. Out of how many processors and motherboards? Uh, I think five processors and three motherboards. So about half the time. Yeah. Yeah, see, the thing is, processors only work with certain motherboards anyway. Yeah. So if you're doing too much of a jump... You have to get a new... You have to get a new motherboard anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it it potentially could even be good because it could bring the price down. Because you don't have to make motherboards. Well, that they aren't separate. You know, so right now you buy an $80 motherboard and a $300 processor. Equivalently, you've spent $400, plus, you know, including tax. Well, maybe they'll sell these for $300. Or maybe it's just that it's not targeted towards people like us who continually upgrade their system. True, granted, I haven't really updated my system in two years because I've been using the same laptop. Get a job. Uh-oh. Okay, I thought Kate was trying to talk to you for some odd reason. Um, she might be. No, she's typing something to me. Okay. But, so what else, what else, what else? I'm just thinking the fact that the enthusiast market is going to be hit, and the enthusiast market is kind of like the beta testers of future... I disagree with that on both counts. Really? Yeah, that this this won't hit the enthusiast market because this might not, as I said, like, has, has Intel said this is the new direction? Have they said this is where all of our chips are going? Well, they said the next chip that they're coming out is going to be BGA. Okay, the next chip. But is that where all the chips are going? Are they sinking everything in there? I, I, who knows what Intel's doing outside of their next planned chip base? Yeah, I would... Like, how long did they use the same i-chips? You mean the i5, i7, and i3? Yes, the i-series. i-chips, the Ivy Bridge? Yes. Uh, Four years? Sounds about right. Maybe less than that. Ivy Bridge is still relatively new. 
Let's see. The Intel Core. List of Intel Cores. Core and Andy's Duo. looking it up. Core i3 was started in January 2010. So two years, three yeah, years see, now. They've used the Core 2, 2007 to 2010. Uh-huh. And so, the i-chips replaced the Core 2s, yeah. the Core 2 Duos. And now the... Uh, Let's see, list of future Intel microprocessors. i7, i5, i3, Pentium. This is not a helpful website. <laughs> not helpful at all. Yep. We'll see what happens. I, I don't think that this is necessarily Intel's next, like, power chip. This might just be, hey, we're designing a chip. I mean, you know, when you look at the, the stuff they put in the netbooks, those are not quite as powerful. <laughs> True, and you're definitely not going to crack open your phone or tablet to update that CPU. Right. But I'm just also like looking along the lines, especially, well, Apple is Apple, so this is not working, but they actually had to, you can't update the RAM in the new MacBook. Yep. Because it's soldered in place. Yep. But that's just, I like, that by itself, you could go, oh, that's Apple being Apple. You're saying that. this with that? Yeah, this with that? I, I think you've still got two unrelated things. One of them is Apple being Apple. The other is Intel checking something out. Mm. I All would right. read too far into this one. Not yet. If the next next chip is then also we BGA, worry. then be worried? Okay. Then we then we okay. can start worrying, but not until then. This is... Okay. First they came for the... <laughs> No history. It carries a little bit more weight coming from you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That Android-powered gaming console. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that. Was, was that intentional and clever or just dumb? That was intentional and clever. Okay. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the dev kits are coming out this month. Huh. So people will finally get their hands on one and be able to play around with it and see what it's like, it's <clears throat> et cetera, et cetera. Thoughts? I think this was overhyped to begin with. Yeah. So now that dev kits are coming out, it's like, okay. I, I I have curiosity in the sense of like, well, I wonder what will come of it, but I have low expectations. I do not doubt that. That said, we're quite cynical. Yeah, we are. But like that all said, I've I've got some pretty fun games on Android, and having an actual console that has all of it might be even better. I was sitting there like, okay, what did I play on my Android? Well, I'm playing a Game Boy emulator. Yes. Before that. Playing games I picked up that I wanted to play because I wanted to beat them in Assassin's Creed 3. Before that... I mean, I'm, I've got a game called Motley Blocks, which is from Square Enix. It's a fun little not-puzzle, per se, but it's a fun game. It involves connecting the dots through blocks of a single color. Hmm. It's a fun game. Yeah, but it seems like, okay, you're taking the Android market and you're just splintering it into two. Yeah. This is not fun. No. But we'll see what happens. So what else do we got going on? Uh, I don't know. What's next? <laughs> well, hold on. I just closed the wrong tab. History, open, close tabs. There we go, podcast. Stupid tab button. MoMA. The Museum of Modern Art is adding video games. This, 
I originally thought this was just the because I know the Smithsonian's Art of Video Games exhibit is going on tour. Uh huh. But this is not the same. This is a whole different game. Like, well, <laughs> it is a whole different game. Uh, it, it's a whole different um, kind of collection. Which is funny because the Smithsonian wanted to do it as a visual effect. It looks like this one. I'm looking at here like Eve. Well, I mean, if you recall, Eve actually is very visually pleasing. Yeah. I don't know. This. I feel like Roger Ebert's just like waiting to pounce on this one. Oh, people already have pounced. And in fact, I've seen the most creative argument about it so far. Which is? About why video games aren't art. Which is? Art is a single person's contribution. If you think of all the great pictures that are out there that like this will be a part of, it's all from a single artist, except games aren't. So you're saying there's no group works of art? Well, like even if there is, there's a... And I didn't say this was a good argument, but it's the most creative argument I've seen so far. That's like saying a play is not art, because it was not written, a play has scored, a writer. and directed. Well, yeah, but you still have a director. You still have a cast. You can take the same play and do it multiple ways, depending on who you have. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm guessing Waiting for Godot with Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart is supremely better than other versions of Waiting for Godot with other people. Yeah, or maybe probably. those are better versions of Waiting for Godot. Who knows? Side note, I love seeing, would love to see those two together in Waiting for Godot. <laughs> Yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> what, you wouldn't want to see Patrick Stewart on stage? Didn't you go see Patrick Stewart on stage? I actually didn't see Patrick Stewart on stage. I saw the Royal Shakespeare Company on stage when Patrick Stewart was touring with the Royal Shakespeare Company. Okay. But um, he was not performing in the, the play that I saw. Oh. Oh, well. I was a little sad. <laughs> see? I mean, he's really good. He actually he is really, really good. I... Uh, but, yeah. It's one of those people where it's, I really need to start working on that idea of talking to Star Trek people about anything but Star Trek. <laughs> I just need to go to PAX, pitch it to Will Wheaton, I'd, probably I'd through it. him. I'd be into it. Put him on the show. Yeah, get him I'd on the show. Just talk about anything but Star, but Star Trek. Trek. That's like a rule. It's like, I'm sorry, you cannot mention it. <laughs> It'd be interesting. Like, so, tell me about the Royal Shakespeare Company. <laughs> yeah, you could talk to uh, LeVar Burton about Roots, reading, about reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. Will Wheaton about being a gul- uh, geek culture icon. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, Riker's name. Really? God, I can't. It's on the tip of my... I'm not helping you on this one. Fuck. Jonathan Frakes. There we go. There like, you are. <laughs> like, actor, director. Come on, Andy. I know. You could talk to him about what the difference is between being an actor and being a director. You could just talk to these people about ev- interesting things. There would be interesting topics. Where would you limit this? Like, would you try and get Whoopi Goldberg on? Sure, you could try and get Whoopi Goldberg on. And she's got a lot of other stuff. But Yeah, that's, she does. That's for Star Trek. But just trying to get to the Star Trek about just Star Trek people not talking about Star Trek. They are interesting people in their own right outside of this huge geeky thing. Thing. Monstrosity. <laughs> yeah, it is. Robert Picardo. All right. Um, we should... Anything? Probably. Uh, okay, so shotgun of the list then. There's a humble THQ bundle. <laughs> Uh, is it me or is Humble Bundle not really humble anymore? 
when you start bringing in major developers to your humble bundle, uh, like, well, indie bundle. No. <laughs> I'm okay. So <laughs> this seems a little sketchy. You is is hurting for something, or what their reasoning behind this was? Because Saints Row the Third. Darksiders, Company of Heroes, Company of Heroes Opposing Fronts, Company of Heroes Tales of Valor, Red Faction Armageddon, and Metro 2033. These are not small titles. No, this is, there's nothing humble about these. There's nothing humble at all about Saints Row the Third. Nothing. Nothing at all. No, so I'm a little confused, but eh, okay, whatever. Let's see, Zynga is losing its special friendship with Facebook. Yeah, no, duh. <laughs> Are we surprised? No, no, we're not. No. Xbox Ambassador Program has expanded. Now you okay. can get Microsoft points if you get high enough. Cool. It's free programs if you're bored and have time. You could hang out and earn Microsoft points. Let's see. FBI took down a bunch of domain names on Cyber Monday. Didn't actually, you know, take down the websites. They just blocked the domains. So, go, go... Reverse DNS. Yep. Okay. And Syria was knocked off the internet and is now back again. Yay. There still, go. it's a little ridiculous when you can... Well, their government basically cut the line. Yeah. Internet free for everyone. Right. Internet is a basic human right. All right, Dave. What are you reviewing? Mark the Ninja. Uh, I mean, sorry, Mark of the Ninja. Ah... <sighs> oh. So it was a good interview. Episodes ago, we had uh, Clay Interactive online on our on the show, and we talked about the ninja who has been marked. Episode two fifty eight. In case anybody was wondering, was it that long ago? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we had Nels on, and Nels talked to us about Mark of the Ninja and kind of what was going on behind it, and how it was to work on it, and kind of talked a little bit about it and then it came out it was successful it came out on xbox live because it is partnered with microsoft and then a couple weeks ago it came out on steam and about a week and a half ago it went on sale on steam and i bought it wow this game is fun <laughs> um on steam right now let me look up and see how much it is when it goes on sale, pick it up. Okay. Not on sale, it's 15 bucks. Mm. It's a little hefty. I'd, I'd definitely pay 10 bucks for it. I don't know if I would pay 15 It's really fun, though. It, it's, there, there is nothing quite like hanging upside down from a grapple point and letting go so you are in free fall, stopping time, targeting two power sources that are... The, the power sources are powering laser beams that are crossing in front of you, so you're about to fall through these laser beams. You stop time, you target the two of them, and then you throw bamboo darts at them and then continue to fall through where the laser beams used to be. That just sounds badass. It's so cool. <laughs> it's a fun game. I highly recommend it. The fifty dollars might even be be worth it. Actually, like it, it, it's right on the edge. So you're playing this. I was going to say we don't have anybody yet. I could get it on the Xbox and just see what it feels like on there with a controller rather than. 
I actually am using the controller. Okay. I have an Xbox Xbox controller plugged into my PC, and that's... I mean, it's how the game was designed. Yeah. Right? It was designed for the Xbox. Play it with the Xbox controller. It's kind of like Super Meat Boy, where they, they specifically say... Um, you want to use a controller for this game. Yeah. I actually disagree with them on that one, but whatever. I okay. do fine with the keyboard. God, I hated playing Super Meat Boy. That was the one part of the potato pack that I was not pleased. Well, that and ah, uh, reckless disregard for gravity. Yeah, those were the two that also should be played with a controller. <sighs> no, I'm I'm pretty. I like this game. <laughs> this is a fun game. It's well designed. It's very tight. Uh, only a, a couple instances where it didn't act the way I thought it would act the way I wanted it to act. Some of the power-ups that you can purchase between missions are uh, different creative ways of killing people. As you play through the missions and you complete these little kind of mini-objectives, not quests, I mean, there's the central goal of the mission, but then there's these, you know, uh, terrorize a guard by hanging another guard from a grapple point. Or... Uh, you know, do this section without being seen or detected or something like that. As you do more of those, you unlock different play styles. So there's one where running makes no noise whatsoever. So you can just run past everything, but you don't have a sword. So you can't kill anything. Hmm. Uh, there's another one where... So typically to kill people, it's actually a quick timer event. Okay. So it's... You press X, the blue button, to initiate it, and then you have to match whatever direction it tells you on the screen and press X again. Well, there's a play style where you don't do that. It's automatically successful. Hmm. So you're just like the angel of death going around and going like, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. So it's almost like the, the part from uh, Splinter Cell. There's the point where you could automatically kill groups Never of people. Never played Splinter Cell. Oh, well, there was a mode where if you um, killed somebody silently, you actually basically banked three kills, so you can mark people in another room and just bust down the door and kill all three of them. That's kind of cool. That's not what this is. That's the closest thing I could come to. But it does sound highly entertaining. It's a good game. I do have plenty of Microsoft points now. I could pick it up on the Xbox. Go for it. Absolutely. I mean, if you've just got the points to spare, yeah, do it. Do it, do it, do it. Go grab it. It's good. It's worth it. If it ever goes on sale on Steam, get it. You know what you need for Steam? A Woodalizer? Yes. I mean, you could just log in every day. (laughs) That or... um... There's a thing that Kate has with her uh, Kindle books, where it's like, hey, if the price drops, email me. Yep. Oh, hey, today's deal, Darkspore. I remember when that was supposed to be a big deal. Not so much? Nope. Gotcha. It uses the Spore engine. Mm. They made, like, a whole new game off of Spore. I remember when Spore was supposed to be a big deal. Yeah, I wonder where my copy of that is. I still haven't gotten into space mode yet. Really? Yeah. Oh, space mode's where it's at. (laughs) But then it, you have to trudge through everything else in order to get to space mode. I can probably play through that game in three hours. Mm. Just be a carnivore. It's so much easier. <laughs> I suppose. Carnivore is easy mode. 
Did you say Mark of the Ninja is a yes? Mark of the Ninja, very yes. Okay. And don't be distracted by the fact that it says 28 hours played. I had paused it and walked away and forgot that I left it on overnight. <laughs> that was also funny when you were trying to figure out why, why is Dave still playing Mark of the Ninja? Because Dave was in the kitchen cooking. <laughs> and had completely forgotten about his game. Yep. Dave was also on his phone on Vent. That's interesting. Yay, Vent. All right, random topic. Yes. How much influence do you have with the interior decorating in your home? Laura, how much influence do I have in the interior decorating of our apartments? <laughs> I was just about to ask Kate the same exact question. <laughs> Laura's response is a question of, I do interior, you, me, do interior decorating? Well, there. I, I think the, more of like the positioning of bookshelves, beds, couches, rugs. Yeah, we agreed upon some, there's... There's some things that are specifically me. It's it, over here. It's about a fifty-fifty split as far as power. We we come to agreements about it. It is yeah. discussed. I am involved actively in this in this process. Yeah, there. I don't think we don't have any decisions where I suddenly have come home with like a throw pillow or something, or with a poster saying, "Hey, we really need to put this up on the wall." I like I chose the painting back well it wasn't really chose it was I had the painting that's hanging up yeah I think the I think the only thing that I have done without asking Kate what her thoughts were on the process was I uh, was cleaning up the kitchen a little bit and I found one of the Celine Hornets pennants that we had for some odd reason mm-hmm. I hung that up on the cupboards because there why, was a blank spot on the wall in the kitchen what? You said you were cleaning the kitchen and you found it. Yes. Why was it in the kitchen? Well, it was on the breakfast bar. Okay. Things every once in a while collect on the breakfast bar. <laughs> you don't think Kate just planted it there so you'd find it and hang it up? No. Okay. It did not have a home at the moment, so that's where it had been set. I saw it and I was cleaning it and I thought, hey, there's a nice spot on the cupboards where we can hang that. Okay. It's the side of the cupboard. So I put that up. Lions are up 17-14, by the way. Oh, yeah. It's Sunday, isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah, there's, I, I know it's a smart move to not surprise somebody with interior decorating. <laughs> surprise! I threw everything out. <laughs> because I know that I would not like to be surprised by interior decorating. So it's like the do unto others as you want to be done unto you. I think that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, it's not, there are things on there. I am pleased with the way the interior decorating is currently done. Yeah, we haven't actually done much difference in here since the three years that we've been here. Right. There just isn't that much interior decorating to go on. Yeah, there is the wedding stuff. Our um, stockings... <laughs> Have been Doesn't up. Count. <laughs> I think we've had our Christmas stockings up for two years, four years. Yeah, we never actually took down our Christmas stockings, but now they're up and they're actually festive. Okay. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> that shows you my interior decorating. We've had the same Christmas stockings up for four years. There you go. Yeah, I can't think of anything else beyond that. It shows yeah, how much we care. Yeah, good. <laughs> I think there's a Christmas tree in the closet. We can pull that out, but that's about it. All right, I think that's it, Dave. Okay, we're good then. 
This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.